Hello everyone. In this uh, episode of the podcast From Research to Reality, I have extreme pleasure to talk to Mike Tan, uh, distinguished technologist for Hewlett Packard Labs and leader of the Vixel Photonics team. Hello Mike. Hello Dehan. Thank you so much. I guess the first step is for you to explain what does Vixel mean? Uh, Vixel is uh, a form of a laser where the light emission is from the substrate, right? It's up away from the substrate. And the nice thing about this type of laser is the ease of manufacturing. The manufacturing process is very similar to the way people manufacture mm -hmm. LEDs, right? So this is the, the whole reason that, you know, we invested in this Vixel research is because we can take advantage of this whole wafer, you know, processing. Unlike edge emitters where you have to cut the, the wafer before the laser mm -hmm. is fabricated. So we got vertical from Vixel? Vertical okay, cavity surface emitting laser. Okay, excellent. So that's just to warm up. Now, going forward, uh, can you tell us a little bit how did you get to this Vixel Photonics work? Well, I started at Hewlett Packard a few years back, and I was actually, my background is in uh, acoustics. Mm -hmm. And I had the benefit of working for Hewlett Packard Labs at that time where a lot of the research is associated with transferring technology into instrumentation. Mm -hmm. So it gave me the opportunity also to explore many different areas. So moving up in frequency, so starting at acoustics, which is around 300 or so megahertz, we started moving, looking at uh, higher frequency devices, going to one gigahertz, 10 gigahertz, millimeter wave devices. And eventually, as you extend the electromagnetic spectrum, you're at light, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of the, 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 kind of the sequence of um, how my research started at Hewlett Packard. So you just explained us from acoustics to video. Acoustics but to visible. Visible, yeah, yeah. okay. But what happened before that? How did you get to acoustics? Oh, before that I was, uh, I went to school, of course. I, I Where got, did you go? I got my degree, uh, my undergraduate degree in Long Beach State down in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Berkeley for one year mm -hmm. uh, as a graduate student. And then I went to Stanford where I got my PhD. Um, and there again, this is on the area of, of acoustics. Mm -hmm. Another interesting point about you is you started quite a few years ago with HP, then for a while you went out and then you came back? That's right. How so did that happen? Uh, so HP at that point uh, was a very large company, right? Mm. And then we thought that in order to um, maybe uh, increase our, our uh, impact, we think that maybe diversifying uh, a way, you know, basically separating the computer part of the company, the printing part of the company, you know, the instrumentation part of the company was thought to be a wise, a wise decision. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, right, so the instrumentation part of the company became Keysight and it's now very successful. Uh, part of the company that I belong to uh, went to, to Agilent, which was, became interested in life sciences. So again, really expanding our, our area of influence. Uh, that was the, the main thing. And then after Agilent spun us out also, so Agilent spun out the Semiconductor Products Group, which was where all the optical transceivers were being made. So we went out and, and that eventually became uh, Avago and it became Broad, uh, Broadcom as part of the Semiconductor Products Group. So at that point, then I returned back to HP where uh, I was enticed by my uh, colleague, uh, S.Y. Wang, to come back here and um, you know, look at the effort of uh, looking at optical interconnects for short reach applications. So that's 
where I came back. So what did play the role in you deciding to come back? Was it culture, interesting topics, all of that? I, I think partly uh, the culture and also the people that were here. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that attracted me. Um, you know, my colleague who who asked me to come back, uh, we, we worked together. We started the Vixel research mm -hmm. back at HP Labs uh, when we were still one big company. I think Eswan Wang and I were, were working on that, and there was some good camaraderie there. I think it's part, part, of, part of it is camaraderie, right, and yeah. interesting work. It's always about the people. It's always about the people. Now, switching from people back to technology, um, there's a lot of uh, buzz about silicon photonics and all of that but your Vixel uh, Photonics is deployed in systems today. So what are the biggest challenges that you're exposed to in, uh, in running Vixel Photonics? So the Vixel Photonics, again, there's difference between the silicon. The silicon photonics is basically targeted more for uh, single mode application, longer distance, mm -hmm. and dense WDM. Our technology is designed for uh, basically shorter reach because we're looking at multi-mode systems. Mm -hmm and low cost. So that's really the, the, the focus of the work that we're doing is to be able to co-package a lot of the optics around our switches uh, mm -hmm. in order to be having a very high density optical data link, right? And basically data transfer between you know, these large switches that are now coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what we're trying to do. Basically, I, I, I would probably just describe it, we're trying to make an optical pin just like copper pins for electrical connectors, mm -hmm. I'm trying to make an optical pin that's low cost, high bandwidth, you know, and, and that's really what, what we're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. But going forward, where do you see the future of photonics, be it Vixel, silicon? Where, where do well, you see the whole field going? The, the whole field is going to higher and higher data rates. Uh, the, if you look at the industry today, it looks like data rates are doubling every 18 months. Mm -hmm. Which is extremely challenging, right? If uh, if I work on a 28 gigabit per second Vixel, 18 months from now I'm supposed to double that to 56, mm -hmm. and then 18 months from now to double that to 112. That's very challenging uh, in the industry. So, but that's what we're uh, going to do. We're going to keep up with the data demand either by increasing the data rate, adding more colors to to the uh, transmission of the signals going to hire more fiber count to increase the density. I think those are the things that uh, the photonics can fulfill. Right, and, I, need. and I was impressed seeing you and your team huddling up, working. Uh, it seems like amazing culture. So how did that uh, culture remain over all these years? What, what kinds of things have changed? What remained the same? Well, I, I kind of took that from the, uh, the old HP culture, mm -hmm. you know, management by walking around, having an open door. Uh, typically with my group, we uh, eat lunch together, which is probably, and then uh, we have coffee breaks together where we either have engaged in technical discussions or random discussions. <laughs> so, but that, that's how we work together. There's camaraderie, there's respect uh, among the team members. I think that's extremely important to, to having a very cohesive uh, group and it seems to be working. In seems your case. to be working. Yes, I enjoy. I enjoy. I enjoy my team. Yeah. So there's a, a fine line between being manager and leader, technical leader. You are both. Uh, do you distinguish that in your daily working? When do you have to distinguish? When not? 
Yeah, the managing part, you know, I'm probably not as good as a manager as I should be uh, because it's something that, you know, requires more, um, I guess, um, force or something like that, if I would say. Technical is something that I live in, right? I, I go to sleep thinking about technical problems. I wake up thinking about the same problems and... Uh, mm -hmm. That's something that, that's very enjoyable and the satisfaction of being able to solve a problem and create something that the company is interested in, I think is, is extremely uh, rewarding. When you said you may not be good as a, a manager, I, I, I doubt that, uh, but, but I'll, I'll keep that for myself. But I've seen you being extremely successful in managing products or mm -hmm. uh, advanced prototypes. And c can you tell us, it's extremely hard. I mean, I lose my it's head it's when you tell me what you do. It's very challenging uh, in light of the fact that uh, Hewlett Packard Enterprise is no longer vertically integrated. Uh, you know, for instance, we don't have a in-house capability of growing the three, five materials that we need to make the lasers. So you have to work with different uh, outside suppliers and outside vendors and managing them keeping them on track, you know, we have a very strong interaction with our uh, collaborators in the Silicon Design Lab in Fort Collins. And so we work with them uh, to deal with the supply chain, deal with the different vendors that we supply. So that's the challenging part, is that everything is so uh, global right now. So mm -hmm. we have, for instance, meetings very early in the morning to talk to people in another part of the world, and then we have similar meetings late at night. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the hard part, right? That everything has become global. Yeah, but most companies are like that. Most so companies are like that. That's, keep up that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Switching the topic again, um, from the cultural perspective, neither of us grew up here. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me more? Uh, about your experience? Yeah, so I, I came to this country when I was 17 years old. And so, you know, I uh, grew up basically in Southern California mm -hmm. and then became a Northern California person uh, soon thereafter, after graduating and spending a year uh, at Berkeley. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting in the time that I spent there. All the way across the... <laughs> All the way across California. <laughs> so... And uh, I had distinct pleasure also to work uh, during one summer with your son. Uh, you must have seen uh, how he studies. Mm -hmm. Can you compare the studying at when you were a student compared to what he does? Yeah, well, I, yeah, my, yeah. I think the young people these days, they're very, uh, with all the kind of distractions that they have with the iPhone, with the computer. So he, uh, my observation is that He's always got some media open, mm -hmm. whether it's music or video, mm -hmm. while he's programming uh, his mm -hmm. C, you know, homework. So I keep telling him, you know, you should really focus on, you know, maybe shutting down a couple of those media. But they're always connected. That's, a, that's I think, the main thing that I'm seeing young people these days. Mm -hmm. They're always connected with their phones or connected through, their, through uh, you know, IMing and stuff like that. But I think it's good. I mean, the, the, the allows them to communicate and exchange information very quickly. That's one of the things that I noticed with him is that he l actually learns a lot from YouTube, mm -hmm. you know, how to fix things. You know, I'm amazed that he can fix things more than I can. 
Different kind of learning. Different kind of learning. Uh, so basically taking advantage of the, all the information out there in the internet. Yeah. Uh, so both you and I are members of IEEE. You're also That's a member of, of OSA, uh, Optical Society of America. Right. Can you tell us why are you a member? What kind of benefits do you get? Is there something you would like to change so that you get more or less or different? Yeah, so right now I'm actually a member of the program uh, subcommittee uh, at, at the Optical Fiber Conference. Mm -hmm. So I think being and volunteering for these uh, program committee members are important in you keeping track of what's happening in industry. I think, you know, as a company, uh, we need to be able to know the, the pulse of the industry, where things are going. Mm -hmm. And I find that these organizations participating in the IEEE or, you know, uh, uh, conferences, program committees, are very important. And one of the things I think that's to, to improve that is to open up the dialogue between not just the IEEE, you know, the, the ACM, but open it up, for instance, to the packaging people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to because a lot of the issues that we're facing is a multi-faceted issue. There's thermal issues, there's uh, microwave issues, there's alignment issues, there's optomechanics, then there's 3.5, all those, together have to solve this very difficult problem of trying to make um, all these optical solutions, right, to be, to be lower, low enough cost that they can be readily adopted. Uh, these podcasts are viewed around the world, and mm -hmm. um, I usually end up by asking about uh, locale here. Uh, how do you find living in Silicon Valley? Because a lot of people who watch these podcasts, they are around the world and they'd like to hear, what's your experience? Uh, I, uh, I was lucky enough to be here early enough to be able to you know, uh, obtain a house. I think that's one of the big challenges is how do you, um, you know, afford to live in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have uh, some, we do have very nice weather here in the Valley, but uh, we also have earthquakes. So if you're used to earthquakes and, or used to hurricanes, I don't know, where where would you rather live? Pick I'd up your poison. Pick pick your poison. Yeah. yeah. And then there's traffic. And there's traffic. It's mm -hmm. not as bad as Southern Cal. Remember, I came from Southern mm -hmm. Cal, where you know it might take an hour to go two miles. Yeah. Don't tell me this morning I drove from Davis three hours. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of opportunity for work, and that's there good is. because there there's a, a there bunch is of companies. There is a bunch of companies, and also there is a concentration of very nice universities in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. Right, so I think that's where you get, and a lot of influx of uh, foreign students are coming in, creating a lot of uh, new businesses. I mean, take take for example Google, you know, um, Facebook, Facebook, you know, they're all from HP, HP, yes. So I think having this this melting pot of of very talented people, I think, is very important. Okay, Mike, it was okay. a great pleasure talking to you, yeah, uh, and I hope everyone enjoyed as much as I did learn about photonics, Vic cell future, but also about culture uh, living here. Thank you.